Hello and welcome to the Star Family Wisdom Podcast. I'm Jenna Layden, founder of Star Family Wisdom and a former Global Vice President for Whole Foods Market. Thank you so much for being here and joining us today. Star Family Wisdom is a paradigm shifting podcast community and online school for your spiritual and cosmic evolution. And on this podcast, our co-host Sinead Wellahan and I share conversations between guests and ourselves that provide ideas and information to inspire you and support you on this wild journey of being human. We will explore our untold human origin story, real life supernatural experiences, lost knowledge from the stars, and spiritual wisdom that empowers you to transform your life for the better. So don't forget to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube and leave us a comment. It's been so wonderful hearing all of the things you've had to say. Thank you for all of your lovely feedback. It's just been so great connecting with you. And in today's episode, I'll be doing a solo talk about another one of my favorite books. I've got a lot of favorite books, but we'll be discussing Dolores Cannon's Three Waves of Volunteers and the New Earth. So Dolores Cannon is the author of many books about past life regression, ET abduction, regression, case studies, and life in between death and birth. Dolores was a pioneer accessing incredibly advanced metaphysical and mystical information about how our universe works. And she wrote a whole series of books called The Convoluted Universe, explaining the detailed accounts of light beings and lives on other planets, lives as elementals and complex information about the mechanics of existence. And Dolores found this information quite by accident she started her hypnotherapy practice as a quote unquote regular hypnotherapist, helping people with weight loss and quitting smoking. And like many other hypnotherapists, her clients started accessing past life memories when they were deep in hypnosis. Dolores called herself curious and inquisitive because she was always up for exploration and detective work, so she called it. So she leaned in instead of being afraid and Decades later, her body of work and the case studies she has documented reveal the higher intelligence we can access. And I believe this is, you know, foundational information for anyone who is beginning their cosmic journey. And to quickly summarize, before we get into examples from the book, Dolores found through many of her hypnotic regression cases that souls were starting to tell a similar story of how and why they came to earth. When souls come into the physical body in our dimension, because our dimension is so dense, we lose memory of what our soul has done prior to this earthly incarnation. That's kind of a symptom of third dimensional living, so to speak. However, as humanity is evolving and as the positioning of our Earth and our galaxy is changing, we are beginning to access more information beyond the veil or beyond our dimension. And humans are beginning to have a more multi-dimensional experience of reality. So what Dolores Cannon offers in this book is a summary of the findings and the story that is being told through her decades of past life regression cases. She begins by describing aspects of the information she has encountered through her decades of experience. And she's been told things like, 
um, how the nature of energy works, that energy never dies, it just changes form, about how vibration and frequency determines the shape energy will take and how we live in a multidimensional universe with each dimension occupying a different vibration or frequency. She talks about the journey of a soul and how as souls incarnate in physical bodies, they're meant to experience life as a type of school that we're here to grow and evolve as souls throughout our life experience, that that's what it's all about. Another fundamental piece or foundational piece of information about how Dolores has stumbled upon her information is the role of the subconscious in regression. Dolores talks about how in her early cases, her clients would move into a deep state of trance or hypnosis and begin accessing past life memories. So reliving those experiences or seeing those experiences as an observer, which is what I've experienced as well in a regression, and how oftentimes accessing those memories helped resolve some unwanted pattern or illness or issue in the current life of the client. It's like imprints of prior life experiences are carrying over into the current life causing problems. For instance, if a client happened to have a significant injury in a previous life, sometimes they might experience physical symptoms of illness or pain in the exact same spot as the previous life. So we have this connection that forms between lives sometimes. And once the information from the previous life has been accessed and the lesson has been learned, once we identify, you know, kind of what that karmic story is, sometimes those physical issues might be alleviated. And this has been common throughout many, many, many regression cases. And in her work, she began discovering cases where not only you know, did the client access a past life memory, but another part of this client or some other energy began speaking through the client because there was a discernible change in tone, voice, the way the information was coming out of the client. And she called this part of the client the subconscious, which she later understood as the client's higher self coming through. And once she learned how to talk directly to the subconscious, which we'll call it here, she was able to ask more clarifying questions about past lives or karmic issues, which proved to be really helpful for her clients. But after a while, the subconscious of her clients started providing additional information about the mechanics of existence, about metaphysics, about how our universe works. And she began even accessing really detailed information about our ancient history, uncovering hidden clues and missing pieces of our human story. And then things got even stranger in her work. So after a while, the answers from the subconscious of the client switched to, or switched from um, being a more direct kind of third person uh, dialogue to coming from a we. And if you watched our episode with Sarah Breskman Cosme recently, that's episode 19, you might remember we talked about how this very same phenomena has happened to her and her clients as well. And that the we who has introduced themselves is like a higher intelligence or ET beings or a collective of beings who wish to be in contact with Earth to support our evolution at this time. 
And if you haven't seen it, we talk about my regression that happened where I also had a we speak through me. And it was later clarified that the we, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see me do a quotation mark. So the quote unquote we were ET beings who I've known in other lifetimes who are supporting my life purpose on earth in this lifetime. So suffice to say that some wild stuff can happen when we access altered states of consciousness. So watch out if you're doing that, um, be prepared. And, you know, I think it's important that before we talk about her findings that she documents in the three waves of volunteers, it's also important to know that she references a previous book she wrote called Keepers of the Garden. And this connects to that connection with ET beings in regression cases. And it's one of my absolute favorites and it centers around a subject she calls Phil. And Phil accessed memories of the seeding of Earth and accessed information about how life began on Earth. And this was a case of someone who was not into any of this stuff. Someone who, when this came out of him, almost rejected it because of just how out there it seemed to him. And apparently, and this is being corroborated now through lots of other research, life on Earth was seeded by advanced beings in our universe. And this is what I now believe to be true. And I think this is important context because in the three waves of volunteers, we learn about a type of organizational system that exists in our universe and how there has been an effort to get souls to volunteer to come to earth to help shift the trajectory of our civilization. So there are organizational systems or councils that exist in our galaxy and our universe that oversee the development and evolution of life. So evolution and creation are both true. And there are more beings than just one God participating in that process, right? So while we have a creator of our universe and that creator has put into motion this you know, existence that we are a part of, there's a lot more complexity within that existence that we're just now beginning to learn about and understand. And in The Keepers of the Garden, Dolores learns that the Star Trek directive of non-interference between advanced civilizations and developing civilizations is very much real. And while our civilization has been evolving, we've made some choices that have made us a danger to ourselves and other civilizations. However, unless things got to a particularly egregious point, like an all-out nuclear war, these advanced beings, councils, won't directly intervene. So this is you know, how she's laying the groundwork for you then beginning to read a lot of the actual regression cases that she documents. And she talks about how these advanced beings and councils want to allow evolution to occur naturally. So while there are seedings that take place and there is this effort to help civilizations and life advance in various ways around our universe, there is also a need for natural evolution to occur. So again, both are true. And 
there are instances where our choices may present such a danger to the continuation of life on our planet and others, the interference may actually happen. So they talk about that, that there is a tipping point where it, there might come a point where they would just directly intervene to prevent a more egregious, disastrous type of situation, perhaps. And they actually talk about how life was developing really beautifully on our planet until an asteroid impacted Earth millions of years ago, introducing disease, which ultimately led to a certain level of dysfunction on our planet. So anyway, fast forward now to the 1940s, okay? And Earth civilization has almost made it out of their dark ages. And along comes World War II. And humans have learned how to split the atom, so now we have a big problem on our hands, right? Because splitting the atom means nuclear proliferation. And the councils and administrations overseeing the galaxy are not pleased because we have become a danger to ourselves and others now. However, the situation isn't egregious enough yet for direct interference, so a plan is devised. And here's where we get into Dolores's three waves of volunteers research. Through hundreds of case studies, Dolores hears a similar story emerging. All of a sudden, she's encountering all of these souls who are new to Earth. Souls who are advanced souls who have lived lives on other planets and who volunteered to come to Earth to help. Now, why would we be in a situation where there's an effort to get all of these souls to volunteer to come to Earth? Because if we continue to down our path of nuclear proliferation, which we kind of have, but have luckily maintained, you know, some level of peace, the entire planet would have to start over at some point because of our actions. So higher beings and councils have been observing our actions. <clears throat> and when we launched nuclear weapons in the 1940s, the galaxy took notice. And she talks about, and this is in multiple cases, that apparently all of the other civilizations are waiting with bated breath for what happens on Earth. Like, we're the biggest show on Milky Way Galaxy TV. <laughs> like, they're watching what's happening on Earth and, and, and it, watching in an appalled way at times, right? Wanting to help us, <clears throat> but also knowing that they can't just show up because that might not actually help things at that time. So when the bombs drop in 1940s, our civilization is not headed down a great path, and the councils and the spiritual realms put out a call to the universe saying, Earth needs help. We need souls to go down there and help out. I'm getting chills all over my body now as I say that. We need souls with advanced spiritual development and compassion and empathy to go infiltrate and teach and help humanity evolve differently. So getting souls to incarnate in a human body is the loophole to the non-interference policy. So here we are. <laughs> and Dolores talks about the souls coming in three waves of volunteers. And, you know, as I was preparing for this talk today, it actually made me emotional just thinking about it because, you know, our planet obviously has been challenged in a lot of ways and it's just a beautiful thing to envision that there's all, this universe full of beings wanting to do what they can to support the positive evolution of this civilization. And, you know, that just overwhelms me sometimes thinking about that, thinking about the complexity of this situation we have found ourselves in. And, um, 
So souls start coming to earth. Souls start incarnating on earth, advanced souls. And this was happening right, right around the time and after World War II. So for those of you in your 50s to 70s, you're the first wave. If you were born right around or after World War II, you are those daring souls who came to help first. And the first wave of volunteers, as Dolores says, have had the hardest time adjusting because some of these souls have never even been part of civilizations that have experienced our level of violence, yet they came to help anyway. So you know, if you're a sensitive soul out there who has really struggled with this world, I get it and I see you. And it's because you've never experienced this before and you were brave to come here and just be here and just being here alone is helping. You know, I think we all get caught up in, am I doing enough to, to help the world? Am I doing enough in my life? And just by being here, you're helping. And then the second wave of volunteers were like me and Sinead. So people in their mid thirties to forties, and then the younger generation are the third wave. So the star kids who are here shaking things up. And if you're a parent and you have a child who is displaying advanced abilities and advanced intelligence, this is why they are an advanced soul who has come to earth to help shift the trajectory of our civilization. And they need to be nurtured and honored in that way. And, and a lot of the systems we have created on earth are not always, um, conducive for the learning and growth and evolution of those sorts of advanced souls. And we'll talk more about that later. Sinead and I are very excited and passionate about supporting the star children who are coming in, knowing that we too are volunteer souls here to do this work with all of you. So we'll definitely have more conversations about that third wave and how we can support them. And in Dolores's work, she notes that many of the beings speaking through her clients are acknowledging that the efforts are working in many ways. And while we may still have some rough road ahead, and we certainly have many systemic changes that are needed for our civilization to return to harmony and balance, we have indeed avoided some of the worst case scenarios, which is good to hear. So we've gotten some validation there that, you know, there has been um, some payoff with this effort that has happened. And I should add here that many indigenous prophecies have also seen this tipping point coming or this turning of eras for humanity because we are in an era transition right now. They've seen the struggle that we're currently going through. So prophecies are seeing the future or seeing future probabilities. And that's what has been seen that what we're going through right now has been anticipated and and that while we're, we're doing a good job, you know, with some of that, that transformation, transformation's difficult and it's massive on this scale in our, our world. And, and that sort of massive transformation do, does not come without loss and struggle. And it is ultimately how we all choose to engage in our own healing and transformation that determines how much of that struggle we avoid going forward. So again this is one of those calls to action to to focus on your own healing and and ensure that you're doing all that you can to support yourself in your healing process because that has a ripple effect out into the world 
And one of the quotes in the book I love most is from the Council of Beings overseeing this effort. And they say that this effort had been tried once before and failed. And this was around the time of Jesus. So while Jesus made a tremendous mark on the world, Jesus was an advanced soul who came into earth uh, to help, right? To help shift the trajectory of the civilization. But his true teachings and wisdom were distorted in our modern times. And because that effort had failed once, they decided to quote unquote, open the floodgates and stack the deck with as many advanced souls as possible, which I love. And that does seem to be the case. We've got a lot of advanced people on earth doing really incredible things to change the systems that we were born into. And, you know, this sort of situation with bringing in a lot of advanced souls to a planet like this also presents a, a tremendous amount of complexity in our current civilization. Because when we have such a wide variety of souls and soul experiences present on Earth, that creates, you know, a level of challenge between people that is difficult to manage and integrate. And it's important that we all remember that we have a huge range of souls or soul levels on our planet and and a huge range of soul experiences on our planet and you know one thing i see a lot is that it's very easy for advanced souls to get frustrated with the environment on earth or frustrated with other people and and while this planet is very challenging for many reasons it is because of our advanced nature that we must remember compassion and empathy and really embody the spiritual teachings that are available to us and zoom out to understand the big picture of why things are the way they are. And we have to remember that evolution is a process and the type of transformation that our world is experiencing takes time. So we have to take the long view and we have to understand the type of soul mission that we signed up for. and. You're here to be a spiritual warrior in this life, and that's not always easy. And 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 when we're in our human body, we want instant gratifi gratification, right? We want things to change quickly. We want to just make it all better right now. And these sorts of evolutionary processes just take time. So we have to be patient with ourselves and with others. So I want to share some additional highlights and examples from the case studies in the book, uh, because some of these are so beautiful and insightful and really help us to understand the complexity in our universe. And if you're like me, you'll find moments of remembering truth as you read these books. And when you remember truth and you break out of the distortion that has been caused on our planet, that can be a really profound experience and it can elicit tears and emotional release and know that that's normal. And if that happens to you while you're reading these books, just let it happen because it has for me. And when I find those moments of remembering truth and remembering what is possible out there and what does exist out there, it can make you a little lonely for home because a lot of you listening our souls that have had experiences out there, our souls that come from other planets, and this doesn't necessarily feel natural to you here. And and so be kind to yourself as you're you're going through that process. It's it's normal for for the type of soul you are. And one of the experiences or examples from a soul who is a first timer on Earth is that of 
other civilizations and understanding how the universe works. And she says that ours is one of the few civilizations that has forgotten their connection with God. Ugh, like, isn't that sad <laughs> and poignant at the same time? And these souls greatly admire us for going through the experience of coming here and forgetting and then having to rediscover all of this. That's a big process to go through. And I love how this soul puts it as she's in the spirit. She, so she's in the spiritual realm at this point, making her incarnation decision. And what she says is, I've decided to go down and be one of those humans. <laughs> feels like, feels like something I would have said maybe. And this soul describes the decision to incarnate as a type of duty, which is something I've said in my regression something that is not forced or coerced but something that's decided on as an act of will and as an act of service which is also what i said in my regression that i want to be of service that as souls we want to do what is in service to the greater good that ultimately at our core that is our driving motivation as a soul and souls talk about the density of earth and how people on earth have lost appreciation for the physical body and how we've disconnected from the light. And in one case, a person was experiencing some significant physical illnesses and it was a result of the soul not really wanting to be here in the human form. And at the subconscious level, the soul was just depressed about being here. And as a side note, I've experienced a level, or previously I experienced a level of depression for many years that I could not understand the source of until I learned about the journey of my soul and that I had felt somewhat isolated after having volunteered to come to earth. So this life did not feel totally natural to my soul and I had separated from many of the souls that I'm used to incarnating with. And for many of you out there, that might be the case as well, that you volunteered to come here and many of the quote unquote people, souls that you're used to being with are out there. And so, so we come into this situation here on earth, maybe feeling like something's off, something doesn't feel quite right. So in this case with the physical illness, Dolores asks the subconscious to help and during the regression, the subconscious says it's working on removing a walnut-sized lump or growth. And this is just one of the many, many cases where sponta spontaneous remissions have occurred once the soul level understanding of the root issue or the karmic issue has been found and resolved. And at one point in the book, Dolores asks the beings speaking through a client about the date or the year of 2012 and the speculation about 2012 being a major turning point point or the timing of some sort of major event right there was all this talk around 2012 i remember it and this subject talked about frequencies increasing and our vibration on earth moving faster and that 2012 wasn't necessarily a date that reflected the end of the world but more about a date that reflects the shifting of energies on our planet and it was said that this is the tipping point so 2012 which the mayans documented right which is why we all knew about it was a changing of eras. And so, you know, through this advanced astronomical data and tracking, our ancient cultures on Earth were able to anticipate the changing of eras on our planet. And 
And this will result, it was said in this book, that some people may not be able to handle the shifting energies. And for those who can't, that may be an exit point for their soul. That may be a point where they choose to leave the planet. And for those who do choose to move through this transitionary period, who have signed up to be here through this, there will be challenges. Like we have been experiencing those and it won't be easy. And it never is when a civilization changes eras and when one has to make a quantum leap like we are. But this being said that those who are here through the change are tough enough for it, that they're ready, they signed up for it. So just know that what we're going through, we've all signed up for. You know, this was part of the struggle through this transition of eras that we knew would happen and that we're gonna just have to continue to go through. And in one case, a woman comes off the cloud, as Dolores puts it, this is, you know, as she's taking someone into a, a regressed state. And this woman finds herself at the base of a temple, at the edge of some water, and she sees beings ahead of her. And this woman says, they were expecting me. They were aware of my arrival. And she starts to point in the regression. And this happens sometimes where someone's in such a deep state, they're having this experience and they're just living it, right? So they're pointing and you know, doing all sorts of stuff. And so this woman says, or Dolores says, what are you pointing at? And she says, wow, it's a star base, it's intergalactic. And Dolores asks her about her physical form. And she says she took a form to come there to interact with those beings. So she's remembering this situation where she went to go visit with a certain council of beings at a starbase. And at one point during this case, the woman talks about how certain planets have been destroyed in the past. And there's even some reference to like the asteroid belt in our solar system and that there are efforts being taken to prevent that from happening again. And she goes on to talk about the travel that she did through portals and stargates. And even at one point, naming the stargate with a very specific identification number. And as the book progresses, we begin to hear from many cases about the plan for a new earth. And it's it's described as a type of dimensional shift or change that occurs. So just like that case that talked about 2012 and this rising of energies and changing of frequencies occurring on Earth, throughout many of these cases, there is this discussion of this shift that's occurring. And, and, and there's discussion about how while this evolution is taking place, some humans will be evolving into a higher dimension and some humans won't. And it's described as a type of splitting almost that's occurring where some people will experience like one version of Earth and others will experience a very different version of Earth depending on their energetic frequency and the advancement of their soul, I guess. And many cases also describe the process of thought forms turning into matter that consciousness directs the formation of matter. And this is a very basic tenet of manifestation and something I teach about in our Masters of Manifestation course. And it's described by many of these advanced souls. 
And in some cases, they describe how in a higher dimension or when a being is operating at a faster vibration, their ability to manifest thought forms into matter is quicker and easier. So manifestation becomes a more instantaneous process rather than the very slow version of manifestation that we experience here on Earth. And as a side note, as a personal experiment, since I'm making my life an experiment for all of you to <laughs> learn from, I've been actively working on raising my vibration over the last couple of years and and healing through that, right? That is a part of raising our vibration is healing and shedding that negative heavy energy we may have taken on. And as I've done some of that work, I'm noticing things are absolutely manifesting quite quicker. Like the things I'm focusing on are coming true in my environment quicker, good and bad. <laughs> so that's something we have to be mindful of as we, as we become kind of, I guess, a faster vibrational being, whatever we focus on is going to manifest a little faster. So this might, you know, be that side effect of some of the energetic changes also that our earth is experiencing. At Star Family Wisdom, we're passionate about helping you become a conscious creator of your reality. Manifestation is absolutely a real thing, but you need the right tools and practices to become a master of manifestation. That's why we've curated a selection of tools that will help you step into your power and harness the creative energy of the universe. Grab our Masters of Manifestation journal to begin the process of writing your intentions into existence, or use our 400 affirmations and mantras and hypnosis recordings to reprogram your mind for success and abundance. And in our Masters of Manifestation course, you get access to over 25 video lessons along with a full toolkit that includes meditations, affirmations, a life vision workbook, a downloadable manifestation journal, limiting beliefs exercises, and quantum journeys to help you connect with your soul. And to help you get started, follow the links in the show notes to access the Masters of Manifestation course or any of our other manifestation tools and use the code WELCOME at checkout to receive 25% off your first purchase. And now in some parts of this book, uh, there is described a type of control or these type of abilities that these advanced beings and councils have, the ones that oversee evolution in the universe. And they describe how there are indeed instances of civilizations developing technologically without advancing their spirituality. And when civilizations prioritize technology and weapons without prioritizing love and harmony, bad things will obviously happen. And in some cases, the councils choose to end that civilization. They say that the experiment of that civilization would just start over and that destruction would happen if technological advance, advances happen without heart consciousness associated with that. And so, you know, I should also point out here that in the event a civilization might have to end, the souls who are embodied on that world would choose new bodies to incarnate into. So while this physical experience feels very real and the idea of death may feel scary, the reality is that bodily death will always occur. 
no matter what body we're in, no matter what civilization we are a part of, and that life will always live on. So in the event that something happens to our world, which I don't know that it will, I don't think it will at this point, but in the event that something would happen, souls will continue to incarnate in worlds that are suitable for their evolution. That's just how life works. So, so you know, as you're reading some of these books, when there are some of these bigger picture ideas of what has happened, what could happen, um, what sort of decisions could be made by higher intelligences, it's important that we don't take on fear around that because that's not the purpose of this talk. That's not the purpose of these books. The purpose is to help us expand our consciousness and to move into a state where we can prevent those worst case scenarios from happening, right? To move into a state where we can embody higher wisdom and embody that higher intelligence so that we can change our world for the better. That's why we're here. And another common theme throughout the book is the fear that we take on and how paralyzing that fear can be for our evolution and our advancement. And it's no question that Earth you know, has been a troubled planet and there certainly has been a lot of fear and for a lot of good reasons, but we know now that fear can wreak havoc on our bodies and our minds and that ultimately fear will prevent us from operating from a higher state of consciousness. When we're in a state of fear, we're operating from our primitive brain. We're not operating from our more evolved part of our brains. So understanding what fear does to us and actively working to get ourselves out of a place of fear is critically important for our ability to live a better life individually and collectively and for us to advance in ways that will be really beautiful for us. So many of these souls who have worked with Dolores are actively working on shedding fear and they're letting go of heavy energies that they've taken on when embodying on this planet. So the fact that you have been born here means you have taken on heavy energies that need to be released, that need to be removed, We've got lots of resources for you on starfamilywisdom.com. Go check that out. Um, lots of resources about mindset, about energy clearing, and how, how you can move energy, you know, and get energy to move in your body and, and how to let go of stuff that's heavy or traumatic, because that's the work we're here to do. And many of these advanced souls that Dolores writes about in this book are in contact with or have a connection with ET beings. And these souls are some of the souls who are being taken on ships or visited in the night or participating in the hybrid program, which you can learn about in our episode with Geraldine Orozco. And these souls are here to have an interdimensional experience. It's what they've signed up for and to support the continuity of life for our civilization and other civilizations. And throughout this book, and many other books by Dolores Cannon, we learn that the ET contact phenomena is part of our spiritual awakening and that many souls have signed up to help in this awakening process, which has been hard. But a lot of souls are here to help us come out of our dark ages, right? To lead us out of the dark ages, to be pioneers, to help bring a different perspective and a different way of operating to earth, to help us understand through you know these contact you know cases that are happening that we're not alone and and a lot of that's been difficult and and i recognize that so many souls have had a very difficult journey here and that's 
because we're in a position of being spiritual warriors at this time and and a lot of us forgot until we remembered and the beautiful thing about that you know through Dolores's work and the work of many other professionals like Linda Backman and Sarah Breskman Cosme is that we're able to remember now through past life regression through the raising of our vibration through actively working to make contact we're able to remember who we really are and and where we've been and why we came here and what we're supposed to be doing and so for any of you out there who have been struggling you know with this wild planet during this wild time know that you're not alone and you're here to be a spiritual warrior you're here to help bring huge change to this planet and to be a pioneer you're here to help bring us out of our dark ages and to help us all awaken to the truth of our reality and the truth that we're not alone and if you're watching this you most likely like i'm 95 percent sure you volunteered to come to earth to help and you should be so freaking proud of yourself for even being here and even if it's been hard you should be so proud of yourself for what you've done and know that we're all in this together and that we're all in this existential fight for love to win like that's what we're here to do we're here to shed the trauma and the violence and the negativity and and to bring back to our our civilization and our ways of being a heart-centered love consciousness and to remember that we don't have to go down those dark paths so so you signed up for a hard mission um, but a really important one and I said in a, a talk at a workshop recently that if you're one of those people who is unsure of why you're here or even what your purpose is because you know for a long time I didn't even know what my purpose was and there's a lot going on in the world and it can be really overwhelming to figure out your place and in and what you're here to even do and what you're here to focus on and if you're in that place and it feels you know challenging to figure that out the simplest thing I can offer that I hope is helpful is that you're here to light the world up with love like that's it that's it in your own unique way in whatever way feels exciting and good to you in whatever way feels healing and joyful that's what you focus on you don't focus on all of it you don't focus on fixing everything you focus on bringing love into the world in whatever way feels good to you. And one of my favorite ET teachers, Bashar, Sinead and I talk about Bashar a lot. Um, Bashar says to follow your highest passion and excitement without attachment to the outcome. And if you do that, you'll be of service in the right way and you'll be helping us all evolve in the way that we're meant to so with that thank you for being a volunteer on earth at this time and during my regression the beings who spoke through me said the following and i'll share it with you because i think it's for you too now that i'm reflecting on it they said you are doing a tremendous service and we'll see you again soon. So with that, I'll see you again soon. Don't forget to like and subscribe, leave a comment, 
tell us what your mission is. Tell us what you're here to do and why you volunteered on Earth at this time. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for watching and listening.